So, Mike, do you think God tells jokes? <laughs> That's like the dumbest question I've ever heard you ask, for crying out loud. Well, like I said before, I'm constantly curious. I'm curious about this. Do you think God tells jokes? No, 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 no. I, as a matter of fact, it's probably totally offensive to some people that you or we would even suggest something like that. All right. So I'll change the question slightly. Do you think God uses humor either to make a serious point or to cause us some delight? Oh, okay. Now that's a whole different thing. Like, did God, you know, like a little winsome make the platypus and the armadillo? You know, and does God yeah. create things like that with a little chuckle? I would say, yeah, a little twinkle in his eye. So I think there's something in Revelation that makes absolutely no sense at all unless I see it as a total laugh out loud situation in a stage-based dramatic performance. Really? You think so, huh? Kind of like when Jesus said, when you find something wrong in someone else's life, it's like trying to take a tiny speck out of their eye when you have a log stuck in your own eye. Yeah, well, coming from the Pacific Northwest, that whole log and limb thing in your eye uh, is, yeah, pretty wild. It's it's like it's, you know, almost as when God had a, a jack, I mean, a donkey speak to Balaam in Numbers 22 because Balaam wouldn't listen to men or angels. I find that to actually be very, very funny, very hilarious. So, in Revelation, something occurs three times. The first time, it's totally serious and sets the tone throughout the book. But the next two times, it's so extremely crazy, I think it's there just because it's totally hilarious. Okay, you've lost me because we're talking about Revelation, which is like the most serious book of serious books in the way people look at it. Yeah, not not funny, but it is both a tragedy and a comedy. Okay, well, that I get, okay, because the tragedy is when the hero either dies or loses in the end, and a comedy is when the hero, like, lives or wins at the end, and Jesus does both of those things. Right, tragedy and comedy of the life of Jesus. So, exactly. There's a scene that just seems so totally outrageous that it has to be included for using outrageous comedy to make a serious point. Okay, but I'm not sure I'm really ready for the LOL here of Revelation, but let's get into the situation. So what do you find so funny here? All right. So in Revelation 1.10 and the following verses, John is on the stage as a narrator speaking to the audience, and he hears a voice behind him. Behind him? Like, where would that be? And John turns around, and it's Jesus, all decked out in a conquering outfit. John goes to Jesus, and he falls down at his feet in an act of absolute worship. Which is totally Totally appropriate. I mean, he falls down like he's dead, and I would yeah. too if Jesus suddenly appeared behind me and started speaking in a loud voice, sounding like you know a whole bank of trumpets. 
I'd probably even, you know, like have a problem. With no, 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 no. Don't go there too far. Oh, okay, okay. What's funny about that? No, that that's the first time. John uh, falls down at the feet it. of Jesus to worship. Okay. John is an apostle. He's an eyewitness of the resurrection. Yeah. He's an overseer of the churches throughout Asia Minor, now called right. Western Turkey. He's a writer of inspired scripture, the gospel of John and three letters. He knows exactly what to do. Fall down and worship Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. So that's the first one. And then, then what happens? Okay, so then the whole play occurs, and regularly the four living beings and the 24 elders show up and fall before the throne of God Almighty and before the Lamb that was slain to worship and sing praise and adore them for what's going on. Over and over and over. It's a key theme throughout the entire Revelation. Right, so John gets it. I mean, so what's so funny about that? Ah, then in Revelation 19, right after the big climax of the resurrection of the lamb that was slain, John does something totally out of character. I mean, oh, totally. Yeah, he falls at the feet of the other messengers specifically to worship him. It actually says that. And you're right. That's pretty strange. That's pretty funny. Yeah. So I, I see John as a narrator of the drama, and he is not permitted to be an actor on the stage. He is explaining what's happening with the second messenger being the other narrator on the other side of the stage, totally the way they did theater in the first century. So back to funny. Why is that so funny? John absolutely certainly knows how to worship Jesus only. He's the lead guy on doing that. Then, through the whole dramatic presentation, everyone else gets to worship over and over. The climax hits its highest point with the roar of an uncountable multitude shouting their worship in deafening sound. And John, as the narrator, has to just stand by and watch all of that. I kind of imagine him like a Barney Fife kind of guy. He's trembling, he's excited, he's just about crazy with joy. And what do you do with all of that? Well, exactly. What does John do? Uh, he runs over to the other messenger and falls down and starts worshiping him. Doesn't John know any better than that? Come on, John. Get it together. That's just crazy. Exactly. Even the other messenger yells, yikes, don't do that. Worship God only. <laughs> so you're telling me that yikes is a Greek word? <laughs> no. I mean, come on. <laughs> the Greek is ora me. It's a very rare expression that is a startle reflex. We would yell, yikes. And then in a reprise, John does it again in Revelation 22, verses 8 and 9. Same exact scene. John runs over, falls down again at the feet of the other messenger to worship, and the other messenger yells, yikes, don't do that. Worship God only. That is absolutely hilarious. I think that's a gut buster. 
Well, yeah, okay, but you would because you're like from the East Coast, so what can I say? But I do see your point. That is so outrageous and really so completely out of character that when you put it like that, it is pretty funny. When you experience the whole story of Revelation, either in the book form or the audio form, you'll see how this whole situation fits together. You know, there are just some people who aren't going to laugh about this at all. They just humorly challenge and what I kind of believe is take life uh, way too seriously and take well, themselves too seriously. I, the issue is tell jokes. Does he use humor? <laughs> Does he use poetry? Does he use love stories? Does he use parables? Does he use every kind of human experience to tell his story? There are people that just won't laugh at anything. Everything has to be deadpan serious. But some parts of the Bible are just downright delightful and funny. Wisdom is knowing the difference between what is serious and what is hilarious. That's That's an entirely different discussion. And maybe when all the dust clears on all this stuff, we'll do a full podcast and gripping reality and uh, that whole thing. Because I think it's worth having that discussion. That's a good idea. Anyway, for now, this is East Coast Mike. And this is West Coast Mike. The Project Experiencing Revelation launches on February 1st on Amazon and Audible. It's coming fast. And the next podcast deals with the big one. The big one. Perhaps the most important verse. Important verse. The most important single word. Ah, single word. Entire book of Revelation. Uh huh. So, until then.